What's going on, Daily Momentum family? I just want to hop in here before we get into the podcast and go over one of our sponsors today. Invezo is a social intelligence tool that provides unique and understanding market data to all levels of investors. It's a really cool uh, app for us to use for you know beginners or intermediate investors where we can link our brokerage account or our trading portfolio and Invezo will break it down in full. They'll tell us what percentage we have of positive news within stocks. So if I own AMC and AMC is all over the news, all over Twitter, all over Reddit, Invezo will let us know that. So Invezo is a super important tool for to analyze your broker's account. Also, Invezo has awesome connections with all of the social media trading portfolios. So let's say Reddit, StockTwist, Twitter, mainstream news headlines. It will give you a list and alerts for every single time your watch list of a stock gets a tweet about. Uh, especially with crypto, they just implemented a new crypto feature where... If your crypto is really high on a Twitter and there's changes and it's, it looks like it's starting to get pumped up a little bit, Invezo will send you that alert to that Twitter so you can be ahead of the game. So, reminder, go to Invezo.com, say Invezo.com slash Daily Momentum. I-N-V-E-Z-O.com slash Daily Momentum. Great tool. I use it myself uh, and I love having them as a sponsor. So, please, again, I-N-V-E-Z-O.com slash Daily Momentum. Let's get into it. What's going on, Dave and Meta family? Welcome back to about the fourth episode of the podcast. I'm really excited to get this out to you guys. It's been about three weeks since we've uh, got one out, so I'm back to doing the grind. Uh, you all have been asking for it, so happy to bring it back. Uh, this is about a fan favorite, uh, this one. this is. I'm really excited to get started. Uh, you all have been asking for this man for probably since he joined the server. Um, absolutely making so much money off of him. We've had him in a couple times for a... Uh, you know, a little lesson, but I know a lot of you are joining in after. So a lot of you, this is the first time you're ever talking to him or hearing from him. So again, we're going to get started right now. So everyone, please welcome my man, Yash. Yash, what's going on, buddy? Hey, what's going on? I was asked we wanted a podcast, so here I am. Yes, sir. Dude, I'm not kidding you. So when I threw out a reaction role, I was like, all right, you know, who, who do you want to listen to? Like, what what is your guy's favorite trader? You had like, 15 more reactions than the next guy. <laughs> that's how much, that's how many, that's how much people or how many people are behind you or behind your trading skills and like, you know, how well you're doing and uh, making them money. So really, 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 really excited to get you on here. I know everyone is, was waiting for this. Uh, I put out a little like preview. I was like, Hey, uh, we might be getting Yash on the podcast and everyone went crazy. So again, it's going to be really, really good to get to hear from you. Um, you're a really young, you're a really young trader, aren't you? 17, 18 yeah. years old? Yeah, 18 years from 18 October, actually, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. That, that, that is incredible. Um, so basically what we're going to do is we're just kind of get into a list of questions, uh, hear from you. I don't know, but nobody wants to listen to me talk, so everyone wants to listen to you talk. So, um, again, we're going to start with a list of questions and then we're going to run from there. Are good with that? Sure, sure, man. Of course. All right, all right, brother. All right, so tell us a little about yourself and how'd you get started in trading? Well, so as you guys already know, I'm 18 um college freshman now i started around at this at the age of 16 around that's kind of when i sort of started dabbling in stocks overall kind of got more serious like six months after but um i don't know just, just the whole idea of getting me into stocks the whole idea of how everything's logical 
everything to an extent has a reason for happening, you know? Like, people will keep telling you it's the casino, you know, it's gambling, but, like, it's, it's really not, you know? Like, we have an idea of what's going on. There's a reason, like, 90% of people who just start trading fail, but, like, once you actually learn, you start doing so much better, you know? So, like, just the idea, it was a challenge, you know? Everyone having this negative viewpoint on it to the average person. And then I'm like, yo, well, and everyone's like, oh, you need to invest. Do not trade. You're going to lose money. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. It's proven wrong. But yeah. Exactly, dude. I then that, I love that you said that because that is like a really skewed um, like statistic. Because again, that 90 to 95% of people that are failing are people that just jump in, throw money in once or twice, lose, and they're like, all right, I'm done. Do you know what I mean? So it's not the yep. actual day traders that spend time into learning, that spend years. You know, I mean... I've been jumping in for a little over two years now, and I've been steady grinding for two years, right? I blew my account multiple times, and I've just been steady grinding, 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 until finally I'm able to do it. Where that 95%, I mean, yeah, like me, me and you can both agree trading is not easy, mm-hmm. but if you actually put the time in to learn it, that that percentage rate of success is, there's no way. You know, that's that's just, mm-hmm. I think it's skewed, and I think it scares people a little bit, um, and it's just another reason for people to be like, Oh yeah, I lost money. Well, you know, ninety five percent of people lose money anyway, so I'm not really too. It's not that big of a deal, you know. Where where is someone else like you know me or you or any other you know trader could be like, all right, you know, I'm I'm gonna take that to heart. You know, that ninety five percent people fail. You know, I'm not gonna be part of that ninety five percent. You know, I'm gonna actually learn from this mistake and then grind from it. So yeah, I'm I'm really glad you brought that up. That's a that that I, I it's just frustrating to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it still happens, you know, to that, like, especially like when you're talking to like some of the older public, they're going to be like, yeah, don't do that. You're going to lose money, mm-hmm. this, that, you know, it's just you kind of have to get over it. There's like a whole new idea in the world of trading, you know, trading has been growing. Discord's kind of booming with trading, you know, like I can still realize like when I'm sending out my alerts now, like I can like tell when the servers are about to crash sometimes because spies going crazy, you know, everyone's trying to alert it. So you can like generally feel how the trading community is growing option is growing we now have like flow tools for options now as a super new thing we used to just have that for this volume and stuff for stocks options are growing you know servers are growing alerts are growing everything's growing so like missing out on this opportunity just like being stubborn at this point so that's kind of the way i think about it oh yeah i agree and i think and i get i also agree with that that it is booming right now obviously you know tiktok with stocks is going crazy i remember i used to watch you know youtube about trading way before I got into it and I was like, oh, this is like, this is hard, you know, and it really wasn't mm-hmm. that big. And I feel like COVID, when COVID crashed, when the market crashed, um, you know, that's when I got in. That's when I think most of the people like in this community got in, you know, a lot of the larger servers out there, they kind of started around that COVID crash. Um, a lot of the, you know, really successful traders that have a great win rate and percentage rate, you know, they started two years ago, one and a half, two years ago when COVID happened. So I think that, crash really brought people's attention yeah I, I agree that crash did bring people's attention i know like i have some friends who, like never traded before someone was like oh you should throw into mutual funds that threw like everything they own into mutual funds you know before they know it like now they're like well i'm a trader now you know and like it's it's like it's just an opportunity that brought a lot of people me personally to be fully transparent i didn't get full a full chance to take full advantage of that because even though i started trading like as i said like two years ago i became more serious um not very recently but like around the time of when we were recovering from that drop so unlike a lot of people i didn't get full advantage of that and as far as alerting goes i only started that like a couple months ago you know so that was like after majority of that 
COVID um, drop was kind of recovered. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. And that and that kind of leads us into the next question. You know, you said you didn't you know start too that too long ago. Did you jump into stocks? I mean, options right away. You know, obviously, anyone that doesn't know, Josh is an options trader. Um, so, did you jump into options right away, or did you trade like equities or stocks or shares or whatever? I started with shares actually, just because um, I didn't know a lot about options. All I knew was that they were super risky. You know, it's 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 like it's the same thing as like you know how I told you the way people think about like trading at first. You know, they think of it as gambling and stuff. Same way at first, I was like, uh, if you have options, I'm like, I don't know. You know, Every, like everyone who's told me so far were like older people. They were like, yeah, you want to stay away from that if you want to trade, just do your little shares. You know, swing a couple of weeks, go for your ten twenty percent. But then I was like, and then one time I saw, I think I saw like a hundred percent somewhere, right? This guy told me he got 100% in a day, and I was like, well, let me just make this switch for a little bit. Let's see how I do, you know? So, again, the, the biggest point is of trading is you're never putting in more than you can lose. Because as soon as you start doing that, that's when you start getting in that situation of the next trade, and you try to recover everything, you might lose again. Next trade, you put your full, whole portfolio in, and before you know it, you've blown it all, you know? And that's that's what the risky part about options, you know? That's, that's what I felt about it. So just starting small, you know, taking it small, is like, let me test out options. And then that's when like the that's when the drug that's when the drug hit you know the first hundred percenter and I was like yeah I gotta start doing options more but I definitely started with those shares at first just to get a feel of like how trading really was yeah for sure and I I think that's the I think that's a problem with a lot of people um, is when they get that one first one hundred percent because then you like you said it, it's like an addiction it's like a drug you, you want that next five hundred percent or thousand percent and then you start over leveraging so. You know, you you go in a trade and like like let, let's say Yash sends out a trade, right? And hits a hundred percent, but you're like, ah, you know, I just want to throw in what I, what I was willing to lose, so I only threw in a hundred dollars, so I only made a hundred dollars. Well, dude, this Yash guy is on point, man, and I'm I'm really confident on these options, so I want to throw full port in the next one, right? Because if that one hit a hundred percent, imagine what my account would go up if the next one hit two hundred percent, and that's when I think people mess up in the options game, and I don't think it's options in general. I think options just affect, you know, obviously options are riskier with, you know, the percent of movement, you know, how it goes down a lot faster. But I think it's just like people just get so addicted to seeing those crazy wins that they just like, all right, I'm going full port onto this one and I'm going full port on the next one. Then they end up blowing their account. And dude, that happened to me. You know, again, I'm really transparent guy as well. So, you know, when I first started trading, I traded shares, um, very, you know, hit or miss. Uh, I think everyone kind of did did well in the COVID crash, um, you know, because it was just like a it just turned like completely red to just a straight bullish market for a year. Um, so I think it was hard for people to lose money, except unless you were playing options. To be fair, uh, I threw a ton of money into options, ended up blowing my account three times. But you know that wasn't options in general. That was just me having no idea what I was doing, me blindly following people's alerts, and then me just saying. All right, I just lost ten grand on spy, but like if I throw in twenty grand, maybe I can make that back. And it's just like you were saying, you know, you try to get revenge trade and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, and definitely, man. Like it's like the worst thing for us as analysts is when I get a DM. I'm like, this guy's like, you told me to go mid size on Ford, and like now I'm down eighty percent of my account. And I'm like, shoot, mid size. Uh, that's it's less than normal sized, not eighty percent <laughs> of your account. Dude, but, that that is tight. That is the worst part about, mm-hmm. you know, being a, you know, analyst so-called or giving out alerts is that, you know, is, right. is when you say you're going light or like when you specifically say, hey, this is a lotto trade, like lotto, mm-hmm. like I'm not going in heavy and then people get upset and then blame you, right? It's like, 
It blows yeah. my mind. Yeah, I don't even see at this point. I don't even care about them blaming me. It's more of just the fact of like I don't like to see the fact that because when I'm posting my gains, obviously, like you know, people see that you know because it happened to me too. You know, in the start, I was in a server. It wasn't like a, a alerting server. It was more of just like kind of a trading community, you know. Um, but people obviously post their gains, and I was like, shoot, oh, this guy's up two hundred percent today. My account's down fifteen percent today, you know, and like. Now what happens is since when since I'm kind of like in a sense responsible for the alerts sending out to people, when people send me that and they're like their account is down while like everyone else following is like up, like even though like I might might not be responsible, you still get that feeling of being responsible, you know. Oh yeah. So it's it's a tough feeling. Yeah, yeah. So like our goal is like always for you like anyone following to like make money on the plays, you know. So um we want to do what's best. When we say like stuff going small, we're always saying exactly what we're doing. And that's, that's one of the struggles of trading, you know. Um, for me, trading is like um, 80% emotions, controlling them, and then 20% anything else. Once you master those emotions, that's when you become like the best trader you can become. At least for me. 100% agree. And I had a podcast on that actually um, about a month ago. It was about emotions because you're right. Because, you know, if if let's say the 20% side is like technicals or fundamental side, whatever whatever you want to do. And let's say that trade is set up perfectly. Uh, you know, where your stop loss is, you know, perfect on the technical side, you take profits perfect. And let's say you put in way too much, right? So you're already, you know, you're already failing rules, whatever you put in way too much. So your emotions are already geared high. And then let's say that stock comes near your stop loss. But the technical trade, you know, it's not hitting your stop loss yet. But you're getting so emotional. And you're like, I I can't take this loss. I can't take this loss. You cut it, you take a, you know, whatever 50% loss. And then the run, and then the play runs two hundred percent. You know, it fit in your technical play, but your emotions are just, you know, so high during that trade that you end up ignoring your whole entire setup. You ignore all technicals, and you know, it it just it ruins you. And then you just get, and then you're just not confident, right? So then you say, oh, my trade messed up. You know, I, I can't do this. I the next trade you you mess up again. You just if you go too heavy, you know, I've said this many times, and that's what I think it is where the emotion comes behind it. It's like just over leveraging. Is, is when your emotions kick in. Like if you, like you said, if you enter a trade with what you are willing to lose, your emotions are just out the window. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Perfect, dude. I, I like that. That was, a, that was a really good start to the podcast so far. So uh, we'll get into the next mm-hmm. question. Um, this is kind of, you know, relative to what we were just talking about. Uh, what were your struggles, you know, first starting out? Well, honestly, like one of the struggles was um, without like, in like full, um, being honest and stuff like that. Uh, just like trading, you know, like in the start, I used to give plays. I used to give plays in the start and I used to, um, you know, given the people, I would see people post about them and um, I'd see people post like the 200% gains, you know, and I was like happy about it. But then in the start, I started seeing people post like, okay, I made 5K on this, you know, I made 200 on this, you know. And when I first started out trading, when I'm, and I'm talking about this, like just this group I was in, you know, because people were following me just as like a fellow group member. And I was like, dang, man, well, that was my play. I only made 150 off that, you know, because I was just starting out. So right. it's like just, just, just that mental idea of like knowing that like you knew what to do. You did everything, you know, and it was your play, but you're still like making way less than the person, people following your plays. You know, that's like one of the, that's like a really big mental barrier to cross because it really makes you think, like, are you what you're doing? Is it right? Are you wasting your time? You know, because 
the, the small gains in the start, that's what really throws people off, you know? Because the first thing I'll tell you that people do, that I did honestly, too, and it's, it's the biggest mistake you can make, is as soon as you enter trading, you're like, okay, if I make, um, if I come here, I'm going to start with a hundred, uh, let's say, let's say a thousand dollars, I'm going to start right now. Uh, let's say if I can make 500 bucks every day, every day, every day. And the first thing you do is you just start thinking about how much you can make in a year. What you do is just you set standards for yourself that might not be as achievable. And now the whole time what you're going to do is every day you don't meet that goal. Next day you're going to be like, oh, I need to make this much more. The next day you're going to be like, oh, I didn't hit the goal. I need to make 700 instead of 500 today, you know. And you start chasing this and then you start going to that over trading mode again. So just that struggle of like um, looking at the profit amount instead of the percentage is one of the struggles that I really had to overcome. But once once I overcame that, I could see like a clear change in in my trajectory. Like I still to this day, like I manage like a journal with like all my trades. Now what I do is since my losses are like a smaller amount, I journal all my losses. So every loss I have, I put down like how much the loss was, what the contract was, why we took it, why it failed, you know. And sometimes everything's perfect, you know, and it still doesn't work out. But it's still something we have to reflect on. But yeah, that's just definitely one of the struggles in general, like something I personally had to deal with. Yeah, exactly. And I, I want to touch on a couple of points you said, cause that was, that was awesome. I haven't heard a lot of people talk about that specific, um, specific statement that you said in the beginning where, you know, you, you set up a perfect trade and you, you know, you give it an alert, whatever. And then you're not making as much money as the next person who's just following, you know, they're blindly following and they're making more money than you. I've never mm-hmm. heard anyone bring that up, but I literally used to struggle with that. So when I first started kind of alerted in like, you know, bigger-ish servers, you know, before I started making my own. Um, and I was just like, whoa, this guy just made, you know, a grand or, or when I just made 200. And, like, that's exactly mm-hmm. right. And, and that you do struggle with that because you're like, you know, two things. A lot of people would be like, whoa, well, like, you can think like, all right, when I get to that level of that, you know, make putting in that much money per trade, then I'll be able to get to that level. But it also just kind of messes with you because you're like, well, how long is it going to take? You know, how long is it going to take to get to that level? What what do I need to do different? And then it just kind of starts messing with your head and stuff like that. Secondly, mm-hmm. what you were talking about with, um, oh man, I lost my train of thought. Oh man. What was the last, what was the last part you said? I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. Um, I talked about the journal. I talked about, um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So what you were talking about with. You know, you take losses on things that look perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. That setup was exactly how you wanted it, and it just didn't work out. And I think that's mm-hmm. what people struggle to understand is the market plays a big factor in a lot of trades you make. So, you know, you spend all this time making this perfect trade setup, and the market comes out with the news that doesn't react well. Obviously, we've seen this week the market's been tough. You've still been killing it. You know, I saw a 1,000%, 500%. But a lot of times people struggle with, all right, well, why isn't this working this time? Well, there's been news about the market this entire week about meetings, about the inflation, about all, all kinds of things like that. So that's obviously going to affect your trading style. And if you don't, you don't understand that and you don't maybe, you know, step back or just accept that that was a losing trade, you know, you start getting stubborn. You don't, you don't take out, you don't, you know, take your losses, things like that. So that, that's a really good point that I think you made. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, like. The thing with the losses, you you gotta manage them. You know, like it's pretty it's pretty simple. Like it's it's simple to say, hard to do, but keep your losers small, keep your winners big, right? And they add up that way, and that's that's what compounding is. You know, exactly. That's simple. Yeah, it'll come with time. Um, yep. I, it just it just hit my bell now. Um, 
what you're talking about with making, you know, the the set amount of money you want to make per day. I used to do that. I used to be like, all right, I want to make a thousand dollars per day. Because then exactly what you just said, when you said, all right, well, when you lose that day, you lose five hundred, and you're like, all right, the next day I need to make fifteen hundred. You set that, like you just said, you set that standard for yourself, and then when you don't achieve it, let's say you only make seven fifty that next day, then you're like, damn. Like what, what, what did I do wrong again? Like, Oh, how do I need, I need to make that $500 a day to make, what is it? 120 some grand a year, whatever it is. So it's like you set that standard in your mind where all it is is percentage based because what people don't understand with my trading style, you know, my trading style is way different than yours. Um, obviously I, I don't trade options. So when you make, you know, 500% on an option call, I'm happy with 5% on my stock trade. Because what that, what that is, percentage-based, it all is relative to how much you put in. So when I'm putting in, I usually put in ten dollars to $20,000 per trade. So 5% to me is a $500 to $1,000 win. So what people, you know, what people struggle to understand with me is, you know, why would I follow you where Yash is making $500, 500% on an option? You know, it's all relative how much you're putting in. You know, the risk on options are a little bit more, obviously. You know, my risk is 3% max. Um so again, everything is just relative. I completely agree because I've, I've had, like, like you said, I've had a lot of people ask, like, "Bro, why should I do shares?" You know, like, even to me, like, I've, I've actually told people, you know what, you should go do some shares for some time, you know, because I've had, I've had people ask me, they're like, "Bro, I'm working, you know, and I can't always be checking my phone, you know, this that." I'm like, okay, well, equities are still there, you know, there's still options, long term swings, you can do leaps, you know. Like you have to kind of mold the type of trading you're doing to what fits you best, you know? And like you said, I've told the people this too, like when you're doing those shares, you know, you can put in more. So it makes up for that difference in the uh, the per- profit percentage, you know? Like you're definitely going to be putting more than me, even like, port- like, like regardless of the amount you're putting in, like the amount of your portfolio you're putting into your trades is going to be higher than I'm putting into mine. Because see, mine can go to zero, right? Exactly. I can lose exactly. everything I put in. The equities is still going to have some value of it remaining, no matter what happens to the market. Exactly, so. and you know, and to touch on that as well with options, if you set a three percent stop loss, the chance of that hitting is like ninety nine percent. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, Whereas three percent stop loss, you know, three percent risk on your trade for stocks, you know, it's it's way less of a chance of that hitting. So I think that's you know that, that's important for people to understand. I completely agree with that. And that's why like the thing is with um, a lot of people who are coming from uh, stocks, f- from doing shares, equities, the first thing they come to me and they're like, bro, I lost on your play. My stop loss hit. I'm like, you have to understand this, these aren't shares. You can't just like, I don't I know. Like, and no shade towards any like analysts who are doing like stop losses and stuff because it might fit their risk management. For, but for me, at least like setting the stop loss on the, on options trading is a very like, um, Hit, hit or miss kind of deal you know like sure it might reduce your loss sometimes but there's so many times when you're like you you cut because of a stop loss and you're like shoot well the, this this is at support here this this is gonna bounce right here you know i didn't need to use my stop loss and the reason it works so well with equities is because your support is at a number that's the, that's equal to the number of the um equity you know so like if you have let's say amc shares you know and amc has support at let's say forty dollars you can just put down a stop loss at $40 and like, sure, if it breaks below that, you're out, right? You can't do that with options, you know? You can't just say, well, okay, if Apple breaks 170 below that, my option's going to clear itself, you know? Yeah, because you, don't know, you do don't know what 
what premium is going to be worth at $170. Exactly. So there's too many variables. So we got to st- start setting, like changing it up. You know, that's what I'm talking about. You got to mold your trading to uh, what you're doing, essentially. So options, we got to start following. Same idea. We got to follow those levels, but we can't set something automatic. We got to do some extra work ourselves, you know, add some um, lines, you know, tell us, set an alert on our phone, you know, it goes off. We're like, okay, broke below. Let's get out, you know. Got to start like molding stuff to our own advantage, kind of. Exactly. That is perfect. That 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 was awesome, man. I love that. Um, we'll get into the next question here because I don't want to take too much of your time. Uh, so you're in school right now, right? You're in college. Yep. So what what are you studying right now? Uh, I'm doing computer systems engineering, and I'm looking for a minor in business next year. Jeez, is that is that what, is that the route you want to go down, or do you want to go down into trading, or you want to so, do both? I'll be completely honest. So the thing is, and I've told a lot of people this because like I get DMs all the time. They're like, dude, I want to quit my nine to five. You know, I want to stop everything. Um, I want to see if I can choose not to go to college. And what I tell them is this, like, sure, like a lot of the analysts are at this point now where like it's it's full time for us, you know, like we this we can use it as like a um, income source. Right. But the thing is, um, especially if you're starting out. You need to always have a backup when you're starting out. For me, I've kept it very simple. You know, I could have gone taken a business degree, honestly. And again, no shade towards a business degree, but like we all know to an extent, it's definitely an easier degree than engineering, right? But I'm already taking a chance with trading, you know? I want to provide myself with a rigid base to fall back on. So when we aren't 100% certain about something, we always want to have some level of backup. Now, again, like to to an extent, like majority of analysts might now have this as a uh, as their main income source. Right. But even those analysts are going to have I, and I'm pretty sure you do, too. You're going to have some sort of income, no matter like how big it is, like some something of a sort. It's going to also be a fallback in case, let's say, one month of trading doesn't go great. You know, exactly. And that's you know, that's why I started the server. You know, I wasn't expecting the server to grow as much as it did or to bring in as much revenue as it did. But to me, I was looking at, all right, well, that's another little little bit of income to come in. Um, again, I wasn't expecting it to grow as fast as it did. Uh, starting this podcast, you know, eventually there's just so many things that you can do. YouTube, TikTok, there's so many things that you can do to just have a backup. Exactly like you said, because most people that I actually talk to trading wise, trading isn't their only income. You know, a lot of times they jump into education, kind of, you know, kind of, kind of what I do a little bit, you know, charging for education, charging for mentorships, things like that of that nature, starting a different business, not even, not even related to trading. Um, and then yeah. trading almost just becomes their fun hobby. Like I wake up every morning and I'm like, I love trading. You know what I mean? Like I can't wait to start my computer and then start trading. Whereas, you know, someone who wakes up is a nine to five and it's like, ah, I hate this. You know what I mean? Like that's not that's not it for us. So to me, this doesn't feel like a job. Like this just feels like just a fun hobby that brings in good money. And then I have other money of other incomes coming in from, you know, different businesses and different ventures that I've gone down. Yep. Completely agree, man. Um trading just one of those things, you know, it's like it's um it's it's after all, like to an extent it's a business, you know. It's like it might not be like bringing in like revenue off of um a product or a service, you know, but we're still like, we're looking at a business from a sense of it is not a a hundred percent like, okay, at the end of this month, every month, you're going to get this amount, you know? So what we need to do is provide some level of rigidity to, uh, a, some, a source coming in, you know, for me, that's like getting that degree, you know, cause like to some extent that engineering degree is going to guarantee me some 
um, stream of revenue after I get out of college, you know. Now, um, sure, best case scenario, I won't need it. It'll just be a fallback option, you know. But it's just like having the extra thing in, in the backpack, you know. And we have trading on the side to fund that degree that we have there, you know. So we kind of want to just cycle everything. And for me, everything just comes back to to um, education. Like I tell a lot of people, like I like like you said, like you're doing education, right? I do the same thing too. I'm I'm also doing education on the side too for people. And what I tell them is like, you know what? We'll we'll get to the education part. And what we're gonna do is every time you profit, you know, put something aside and then reinvest in your education. Education it doesn't have to be for trading, it could be, just be for whatever, right? If it's for trading, trading's fine. But like, just use that small amount, save it up, you know, as you compound it. Use like, let's say 10% of what you make every time. And like, okay, I'll use this for like one class or use this for um, one semester, you know? Something like that. And then what's going to happen is your growth's going to increase exponentially. So now every month you're going to start being able to compound more and more. Or, exactly. And as you, yep. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I just want—I just want to get out. I don't know. I—I—I I, I agree, one hundred percent. And it's like if you, like you said, if you put a money, you know, let's say you're putting something aside from trading. If you just develop like a high income skill, and I think this is huge, and I don't know if people think about. Like, I think the whole course thing gets like a negative rep, you know, within everywhere. But who cares, right? So you selling a course if that's if that's your way of bringing in money you know I mean you know how much money people make from selling courses but like mm-hmm. people don't want to support your course buy your course those are the people those people aren't gonna buy it so like i get a lot of hate on tiktok where it's like oh he's just trying to sell a course i could care less about those people because those people aren't interested to begin with and mm-hmm. they're not gonna buy anyways so i don't give a shit about them truthfully mm-hmm. now if you just learn a high income skill you can monetize that crazy i never even thought you could you know tiktok i have about thirty-five thousand followers and it's like the the companies that are reaching out to me to add like to brand their product i'm like no way this is real no that's all started from just developing a high income skill like trading and then just reaching out and monetizing it the server alone right you're monetizing your skill and you're making a business off of it and you're bringing in money um like you said education you do one-on-one classes and one-on-one sessions I'm sure you do very well with that because you've developed a high income skill that you can then teach to other people because they want to get to the level that you're at. So I don't, I don't, don't think people understand that if you just develop something, then it will branch out into different revenues where you can actually rely on it and then move from your nine to five job that you want to quit stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Completely agree with that. And you know, that, that kind of brings up the question when people, you know, ask a lot of times are like, man, if you're making so much from trading, you know, from trading, like, why aren't all their alerts free, man? Like, why yeah, aren't, exactly. um, um, why aren't these classes free, man? Like, give us free education, give us free alerts, help us out. And what I tell people is, I tell people this, you know, as soon as you get something handed to you for free in life, you become very ungrateful of it and you start taking it for granted, you know? Now what happens is, like, you, you take one thing for granted, you know? Let's say let's say as growing up as a kid, you were really privileged, you got everything you asked for, you know? As you grow up, you start expecting that over and over again, you know? And what happens is you start becoming reliant. For example, what I what I do with my alerts, for example, is um, I started to, like, give less hard exits and I give trims, you know? And sure, there's a lot of people that are like, bro, you need to start giving me harder exits. I need to get out of exits. I need. I don't want these trims, you know? What they don't understand is every time I make them think about the fact that they should trim here or how much does it trim instead of telling them trim three contracts to trim four contracts, you know? Every time they think about that now, they're developing 
the skill themselves of critically thinking about how they should plan out the trade. They're not like trading like drones anymore. They're trading more like actual traders, you know, because they're putting in that skill. Obviously, I'm not going to make them do the whole process themselves, you know, because obviously like there's there's something they're looking for from me. But um, it's, it's, it's the same thing as um, teaching them into fish, you know, same same idea, essentially, you know, it goes just a little bit further, just doing small things and learning from small things instead of just expecting everything kind of just given to you, you know, you learn much better, at least from my perspective. No, I agree 100%. And I think that's another good point to get into is that people join these Discord servers because they just want to make money, right? If you really want to learn education, you will put in the time because we all provide it. You will put in the time to learn it. And it's like people that struggle, they're like, oh, like I just lost all this money. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, I guarantee you just jumped in that trade and had no idea why. And okay, if you want to start out like that, that's fine. Like I you know, th- these are our trading ideas. If you follow, that's your choice. You know, that's your decision. Um, if you jump into it blindly, go for it. But just like you said, if you actually force them to kind of do it themselves, you're only bettering them, and they're only bettering themselves. And mm-hmm. it, like, it's just huge to actually have someone that wants to have people learn, and they're not just, just giving it to them. Because like you said, yeah. pe- people take things for granted, and it's like if you give them too much, then they'll take too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you give everything yeah. for free, then they expect everything for free, and then it almost almost devalues you and devalues them, right? Because they're yeah. not they're not getting anything out of it. If you're just saying, yeah. "All right, here's this, here's this, here's that," so I I love that point that you made, and I 100 percent agree. Uh, let's jump into the we got about you know two more questions I want to kind of get out of you. Um, so, is there any tips recommendations for people you know just getting started? Uh, maybe based off prior experience or things that you've gone through. Yeah, actually, I had like two things in specific regarding um, um, accounts and starting out. So when you're starting out, a lot of people ask me a lot of times, have you bought any accounts? Yes. A simple answer is yes, okay? <laughs> and I, I feel like anyone who's saying they haven't blown an account or at least like dropped an account and then recovered it is to some extent lying or is the luckiest person I've met. Bro, okay? I, blown, I have blown three accounts. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's part of the trading, right? Now, the fine line there is that you have just a fine line between saying that okay, I lost money here. I'm understanding why I lost money. I will refill, reassess, and do better. Right? There's that, and then there's a difference of putting 10k in, blowing 10k, and being like, okay, it's whatever. Put 10k back in and blow it again. You know, there's a big difference between just blowing it and putting more back in. You know, distinct difference because one you're learning from the other one you're just shrugging it off you know like while you don't want to take a big mental hit from it you don't want to shrug it off because as soon as you do that what you get into is you get start getting into there's a big difference between like having low emotions while trading and just being careless about trading you know you you still want to care about your trades because as soon as you become like careless about them that's when it goes away from like the emotionless trading and more towards the um just um ignoring what you're doing essentially so you, you want to maintain the idea between that, you know? Other thing I tell people on the other hand is that, let's say you're doing good, you know, two months in a row, doing good, you've grown your account, let's say, 20%, big amount, you know? It doesn't matter how much you started with, 20% is a good amount to grow your account. Sure. You can start rewarding yourself, you know? But like, okay, every month I meet, I, I do good, you know? I can be like, okay, I'm going to start putting just a little bit more into my account, you know, if I'm doing good. I do bad, I don't put that much into that account. You know, start like rewarding yourself. It's kind of like doing chores at home, getting paid for it, essentially. You're just rewarding yourself and kind of bettering yourself by doing that. Giving yourself like a further out way to run 
if you do that, essentially. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, so last question, this kind of goes hand in hand with what we were just talking about. Um, is there any, you know, valuable lessons or things that you wish you knew? Uh, just, I guess just one huge valuable lesson that you went through that people can learn from. The, the biggest one, to be honest, and this is very specific, stop going on YouTube and looking for indicators to use. Just to stop. <laughs> because I promise you, drawing four lines is going to help you more than the seven indicators you have in your chart. Oh, That's one 100%. of the biggest things. I'm a huge, 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 huge price action trader, you know, support and resistance, right, and like mm-hmm. different different patterns, like stuff like that, than rather indicators. You know, I use two indicators, MACD and VWAP. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you. You don't need some fancy chart to be some successful trader. Uh, I just, yeah. we just, we, I was just on a call with a NFT project and one of the guys is a big crypto trader and he's literally just drawing like head and shoulders and wedges and he's, you know, he's a, he's a eight, eight figure crypto trader, almost eight figure crypto mm-hmm. trader. And it's like, yeah. it's that easy. Like, it's not easy because, you know, because obviously you have to take the time to understand it, but it's yeah. like, yeah. it's like, wh- what happened to that other millionaire guru trader that had 17 indicators all over his charts telling him when to buy. I'm like, you don't need that. <laughs> People stopped following him on TikTok and he couldn't pump his things anymore. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right, man. Is there anything else that uh, you wanted to get out yeah. or say anything? It's finally touching base. I just wanted to finish up by touching base on the idea of, you know, this, the giving the exits and stuff like that. See, the thing is, it doesn't help us by not giving like a hard exit you know it's no extra work for us it, if anything it might only like hurt us in the business aspect you know because like we can we teach we can teach it to a certain level where like okay i can trade on my own now you know so it doesn't it's not benefiting us in any way by like trying to help make your work on your on your own a little bit you know because like it takes no extra effort from us for making it specific for you so as soon as people start understanding that part, they'll get over the fact of, oh, I wish I was given a specific exit here and more towards, dang, I'm one step closer to being able to do this myself. Exactly. Hopefully they'll actually understand that you actually care about everybody and you actually want to see them learn and do things by themselves. Yep. That's the goal, man. Oh, yeah. that You know, that's why, we're, that's why all of us are into this. Do you, do you think it's like, you know, asking not just you specifically, but anyone listening to this, do you think it's easy for us or do you think we want to kind of just get on there and type in a, an alert real fast by the time we get in? Especially for me, when I have to try to get in in and out real quick, so that's just the style of trading I do, it's not easy and it t- it's almost inconvenient for me to just be like, all right, I need to type this out, get it out, get it out, get it out, and then have people bitch because I'm one cent too low, right? Or I entered one cent later than the stock is right now. It is so frustrating, you know what I mean? But it's to help people, obviously, you know, financially, if they follow, you know, if they benefit from it, yeah, it's help them financially. But it's to help everyone actually grow and learn and, you know, try to avoid the, the mistakes that I went through and try to actually become a successful trader. Yeah, I honestly completely agree with that. Um, as far as it goes for me, like, to be honest, like, in full transparency again, I actually have multiple times where um, people actually get lower entries than me because I'm swing trading, you know, so they'll, they'll like, they'll um, undercut me on my, on my own trades. And I, I try to tell them, dude, you, you're down 30%, I'm down 40%. Just just believe for a little bit, you know? Yeah, try to exactly. figure out why I gave you that play. You'll stop, pan- you'll stop panicking as much, you know? And um, it's just it's just something you have to deal with. It's, it's, it's hard, but like thinking once or twice more about 
why are you entering that trade is going to make you it's going to make you panic le- like way less than you currently are you know because i get all these messages it's very hard to alert actually if you think about it because when we alert everyone thinks that they're the only person dming you to ask you if you're still on the play but in all honesty it's not just you it's like the other 40 people dming me the same question exactly. if i'm still on the play and you get, and you, you get tired, you get tired yeah. of answering it. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and the pressure behind it. Yeah, I have had, like, um, again, like, we still have emotions. We're not robots, you know. I've had plays before. <laughs> um, PG, for example, recent play. The first time we played PG, uh, if I, could, I actually have my log pulled up right now because I was working on it. But first time we cut PG for um, 45%. That's the play we were talking about before. And um, 45%. Same play we got into two days later went to um, 1,200%. So the first time we got out because of that constant, you know, are we still in this play? Are we getting out? You know, there's a point to where like you are scared to the point of you don't want other people to mess up too bad off the trade. So it starts impacting the way you're thinking about it. So if anything, alerting makes our trading harder, but we still do it because um, we want to share our knowledge, we want to share our ideas, you know, help everyone else out too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and that's something that I actually struggle with as well, because if I'm in a trade and I'm like, oh, like I, I know there's already there's already people messaging me about this and I'm not personally out because I believe in it. But I'm like, all right, I'm exiting break even or something like that. Or I'm exiting minus two mm-hmm. percent just because it's like I don't want to see people because I know people will just hold until I say, all right, I'm out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to see that from anybody. So, again, yeah, yeah. I, it, it, it is a struggle for us. And I don't think people understand that it's a pain in the ass. And, you know, people might say, all right, Yash, like, why is Josh getting so mad? Because I message him. Well, you got to remember, Yash is probably getting 50 other messages on the exact same trade. And it just comes to a point where it's like, all right, I'm done. You know, I'm tired of this shit. Yeah. All right. So what I, I said that was the last question, but I really want to get into this. Can you explain mm-hmm. a little bit more about what your trading log is? And I think that's I want to actually get into that a little bit. And I think people that would benefit a lot of people. So what you said, you only write down your losses. Uh, in my journal, yeah, yeah in my journal, journal for my yeah. losses, yeah, yeah. So what, what, yeah, so, what exactly do you put in that? So, like to me, like your losses define you. You know, that's why, like the first thing anyone asks, like, and again, this is just something that happens. But like, you're gonna get way more DMs about a loser than a winner. That's just, it's gonna always happen. You know. Oh yeah. So it it clearly indicates how your losses are defining you. So, um, I don't want the wins to get to my head. So I don't want to log those too much. You know, I already know what I did right in the win. You know, because I watched it go up. And I, I kind of feel it versus a loss. A lot of times we were stubborn, you know, we keep telling ourselves, yeah, sure. We were right about that. We just, we just got unlucky, you know, it happens sometimes, you know, there's news drops sometimes. Majority of the time you did, you did some small miscalculation, forgot to carry that one, you know? So that log, essentially what I'm putting in there is I'm, I'm talking about, first of all, just the basic details, you know, cause we have options. We got the contract expiration, ticker entry, stuff like that. I talk about why and what was my trade plan for that. And I talk about why I think it didn't work out. Did I have some emotions involved in there? Did I start moving that support line down every single time I saw it break it? Because that's something people do, you know? Right, they'll put sure. down all their lines and they'll start moving it down every time it goes lower. <laughs> yeah, I do that with it's, trends and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just simple things. You know, anything I can think of that may have made that trade go south, I put on there, you know? And what happens is... It's actually, they've done a study on it. That's why we take notes in class, you know? The reason we take notes at school as much as we hate it is because writing down stuff helps us um, register in our brain better. It's just, there's been a study on it, you know? And um, that's why uh, if you actually take notes on paper, 
you're going to remember stuff way better than if you type it out. You can test it if you want. If you're having a test coming up, try to, try to write down your notes this time instead of typing them. And then let us know how you did on that test. But I definitely feel like I remember, like I can think of all the trades I've lost in like the past two months and tell you why I lost it. Like you can pull up like any random trade from my log and I know I lost it. On the winner, maybe not, but losses 100% I'll know like what, what happened and why I lost that. Damn. I need to start getting into that. I like that. I, I think that would actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that will really benefit people. I really do. And yeah. I, I really appreciate you bringing that up. All right, brother, that is going to wrap it up. I don't want to take too much of your time. I really greatly appreciate you hopping on here. And I know for a fact, my server and anyone listening to this will uh-huh. benefit from this greatly. And I know they will love it. I'll, I'll send you like a screenshot of all the hype behind it. So again, brother, I really appreciate you hopping on here. Uh, it was, I've talked to you before. But it was really great getting to know you and having you hop on here. So thank you very much. No problem, man. I really liked it too, you know. Don't get to do a lot of these, but like when I do, it's fun, you know. It's it's fun. Oh, yeah, uh, exactly. It gives me a chance to kind of reach out to everyone at once, you know, instead of DM by DM. But, yeah. Exactly. And it's cool just to have, you know, the connections in, in the community and, you know, having everyone talk to each other. Because the, the analyst group is kind of cool. You know, like We're all on a lot of the same servers and we all kind of talk a little bit. But it's kind of good to get on a little personal level. Yep. All I right, bro. with that. All right, man. Again, I really appreciate you. Um, well, I'm going to sign off here uh, again. Thank you guys for t- tuning up to the podcast. As always, we're going to end with a little uh, daily motivation for uh, our server and the end of the podcast. So I'm going to play that out right now. Again, appreciate you, Yash. Thanks for coming out, brother. And we're going to start this up right now. It's hard, ladies and gentlemen. It's hard living your dream. It's hard changing your life. Once you've been knocked out by life, it's hard to pull yourself together and go back again. You're going to make a lot of mistakes. You're going to have a lot of failures. You're going to have a lot of struggles. You're going to feel dumb and ask questions and don't know what to do or where to go. You got to know why you're out here. Because you're going to get your butt kicked. When the storms of life come, and they're going to come, when life pounces on you, and that's going to happen, When it catches you on the blind side and drop you to your knees and that's going to happen. When your plans don't work out and that's going to happen. When you start running out of money and that's going to happen. When you want to give up and that's going to happen. Your reasons will be your rod and staff to comfort you. Your reasons will be your bridge over troubled waters. But you got to know why you're there because your reasons when life drops you to your knees. Your reasons will help you get back up. When I, times I wanted to give up. Why are you here, Les? Because I want to make Mama proud of me. Why are you here, Les? I promised my kids I'm going to do for them. I'm going to give them a better life. I want to leave them a legacy. I'm not going to give up. Go back. Go back. Forward.